are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast Show 268 brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks and buy yourself a, uh, one beer at a, at a at a football game or a <laughs> hockey game or whatever it may be. It's, uh, it's insane. They were talking about that the other day at the, at the, uh, the football game. Dave, will, uh, Dave, actually, we'll talk about that in a second. Dave, hi. How are you doing tonight? What's going on? What's happening? I'm doing excellent. It's uh, it's a Thursday, which always puts my spirits a little bit higher because it's one day away from the weekend, and uh, we're going down to Montana this weekend. My wife, my son, myself. So that always puts a smile on my face. And we're one week away from the playoffs. It's it's bittersweet. NFL's yeah, over, so there's only four games left, but it's uh, four weeks left, but it's the best four weeks. No, the NFL playoffs get underway on uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be, or, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Or Saturday, sorry, it's going to be interesting to see how the, these all play out. Uh, we we'll get to this a little later on, but it was actually kind of funny. I, I had an idea for a bit of a segment to get our better halves involved in the uh, the pick'em pools that some of our belly up friends have going on there, and uh, I guarantee you that that the, our wives who don't watch football one bit all season long, nor do they care about football uh, all season long. Uh, they will probably do fair better than we will when these football pools are all said and done. I disagree. We know what we're talking about, Matt. Dave, I don't we know can- if you noticed in that, in, that, <laughs> in that bulldog pool that we're in here in Lethbridge, Alberta, we uh, we were on the in the bottom third. Not even the bottom quarter of where that thing ended up. Yeah, I, I won two weeks. I missed a week. I had a zero pick them because I just forgot to hit send. But we didn't do too well in that in that pool. And we're supposed to be uh, quasi podcast experts on the on the uh, professional sports. Well, you know, if it was easy, then everybody would win it. There you go. Uh, actually, speaking of football, before we get into what I wanted, what we were going to talk about tonight, uh, Lamar Jackson of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, he he put a uh, post up on the Twitter machine or Facebook or Instagram or whatever he was on, but it, it ended up on Twitter. Uh, he ain't playing this week. Uh, that, this, uh, he hasn't played for a while. Uh, I have mixed thoughts about this. Uh, yes, he has to uh, protect himself, protect his brand. He, he needs to play or he needs to – he didn't get that contract extension that he was hoping for before the season started last year. Uh, I had him as a Super Bowl finalist, the, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, is this a case of my leg is not great and I could play, but, or is this a case of I can't play? I'm, I'm assuming it's can't play because he's been a gamer his whole career. Um, obviously, mobility is it's a huge part of his game and why he's so valuable to the team that he's that he whatever team he plays for. I don't think yeah, I'm gonna give Lamar the, the benefit of the doubt because if he's doing this, all he has like there's no best case scenario, he's on the limp and um and does some some magic with his arm uh to to eke him out a three point win against the Bengals. 
he does not have anything to gain by playing if he's hurt, and I'm sure he's hurt. I'm I'm sure he's hurt. Yeah, uh, if, if he play, if he does, if he did play, then he then he get hurt even worse, and th- his legs are uh, more than half of his uh, repertoire, obviously. But it, it, it geez, if he would have, if if he okay, here it is. If he would have already had his contract, would he have played? Perhaps I don't know his medical diagnosis. He's been up for a month, and and I can speak with a little bit of knowledge here because he was my quarterback on my fantasy team. So trust me, OJ's white Broncos were not happy. He was on the bench. Thank Christ, Daniel Jones had an awesome last two uh, three weeks of the season for for the Broncos. Um, but Lamar himself, I'm not going to get into his head. I think he's a gamer. He's proved himself. He's a, he's he's won an N- NFL MVP for God's sake. He ain't no Kyler Murray. He's a, in a totally different. If Kyler Murray is 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 Bangladesh, Lamar Jackson is Japan. I, I have no idea what that just meant, but I'll run with it. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Yeah, I just I just have my doubts sometimes when it comes to these athletes because they're they're a little. Uh, it's a it's a different way. It's a different game nowadays. It's a, the sports different. The money is so big. Uh, he if his it doesn't benefit Murray or, or uh, Lamar Jackson to play right now, and I I get that. And if he did play and had a, a stinker of a game, uh, his his numbers might go down a little bit for his, for his contract that he's going to get from somebody this off season. I just think that by him playing, uh, there would be GMs and owners that could point their fingers and drive the price down a little bit is that's kind of what I'm just getting at. Instead of these, these guys, I, a lot of times, and I'm not saying Jackson is one of them, but a lot of times they're not exactly team guys. They're more brand guys. Do you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like it just—it just seems like if it doesn't benefit them at, at the point to be at, at a certain level, uh, playing a game where, where they're probably not favored to win, he's like, "Well, why bother and, and make myself look bad?" Well, that and then so what you're talking about is uh, uh, college football players who have declared eligible for the draft not playing in the bowl game. Right along those lines, yeah, yeah, and I, I, a game that I means nothing, and I, I, I don't besmirch those guys at all, like to, for not playing in those games when it, when it's not a national championship, it's the if it's the Duke dot com bowl game or whatever it is, and they don't play because they don't want to get hurt. I get, I totally get that. I don't know what's going on there in Baltimore, but I would like I myself believe if he was eighty five percent or better, he would be playing. And to me, and I don't know anything like fantasy's over, so I don't, I don't care that much. I like Lamar as a player. I don't hate on Baltimore, but I, I'm not a fan of that team. Um, I'd like to believe, and and I believe it to be true. If Lamar Jackson was at least eighty five percent, he would be playing this weekend. But he's he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. Like whatever. It's uh, Baltimore's a funny team. No matter what they do, you you always think of those teams in the early '90s that that won the Super Bowl with their, with their defense, and they were kind of bland to watch. And the quarterback situation was always they just had a guy back there who could just manage the game. Baltimore and like I still think of Baltimore as that kind of a franchise, as that kind of a team that they just they just don't do anything, and they have one of the most exciting quarterbacks in football now. Like he, he, I don't think he'll be back next year there, but. Um, it's funny how you have a, a thought a thought process of how a team was 
20, 30 years ago, and it just sticks with them no matter what they have. Baltimore is still a, a defensive stalwart to me, and, I, and they're not. Like, it's just a different franchise than it, than it was. You just think that way. Kind of like Minnesota Wild. Boring hockey. No boring matter what. Hockey. Yeah, boring. We're like Lou Lamorello, left wing lock. Here we go, 2-1 game. They're yeah. not like that anymore, but every time I think, oh, fuck, Minnesota. Yeah, so you just, because yeah. there's, there's no way anybody, like, I don't care what kind of sports fan you are, there's no way you can watch every team and every game and, and the like. There's just there's just no way that you can follow teams that that closely. And any even the uh, the guys, the professional guys who do this for an actual living, uh, there's no way they, they could possibly, like Stephen A. Smith of the world, they're, they're getting fed information. There's no way that these guys can know that much about every team that plays in in, in National Football League, or, or it's just, yeah, there's just no way. They need a staff. Yeah. Here's your talking points. This is what we were going to say about this. And Here's whatever. your 12 things we're talking about today. Do a little yeah. research on this. Watch we'll it. Yeah, it. yeah. Here's your three hours of sports you have to watch as opposed to 62 hours. Yeah, there's because there's just yeah. no way. Yeah. Anyways, Dave, we'll get into what we're, we're, I was hoping to talk about tonight. We don't talk about a lot of hockey earlier on, like when during football season's on, but there's like dur during uh, the World Juniors, this kid, He's been around uh, in the Canadian uh, stratosphere, Canadian hockey, for, for quite a few years now. Connor Bedard uh, from North Vancouver. He's uh, got exceptional status. He's putting up huge numbers for Regina Pats of the, of the Western Hockey League. Uh, he's going to go first overall this year. The way the NHL draft works, there's a lottery. If you finish in last place, it doesn't guarantee you're going to be uh, the... Uh, get get the the first overall draft pick uh let's rewind back to 1991 when a guy by the name of eric lindros he was the same kind of deal the much different players bedard and lindros the game's a lot different now uh lindros he said uh thanks but no thanks to the quebec nordiques he said i'm not before the draft even happened he told the nordiques i'm not playing there i'm not coming don't draft me. Do something. Do something. The Nordiques, they, they put their, their, uh, they dug their heels in. They drafted him anyways. Lindros didn't wear the jersey on draft day. He went up and shook the hands and said, waved, and that was it. Uh, and didn't put on the jersey. Didn't put the jersey on. He sat. He played for the, uh, the, the Olympic team for a year, I think it was. He didn't, uh, whatever it ended up happening. He, uh, Lost the year of uh, National Hockey League el eligibility, the whole bit. Uh, ended up getting traded to Philadelphia. Dave, would you uh, like? Would you look down on a kid like Connor Bedard, um, who's expected to be? I don't. I don't know if he's going to be a generational guy like a like a McDavid. I don't know if he's going to be a franchise guy like say a Patrick Kane. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Fame guy. Uh, but all all signs are pointing he's going to have a pretty decent career. Would you besmirch a kid at the age of 17 uh, when the season's over with the Regina Pats, uh, if he was to tell the Phoenix Coyotes, whoever gets the first overall draft pick, or let's say let's say it's Phoenix for sake conversation, would you would you be down on a kid like Bedard telling the Phoenix Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes they're called now actually uh, that play in a college hockey rink right now? Would you be down if Bedard said? Don't draft me. I'm not coming. Absolutely not. Back in the day, I was totally, I, I'm 100% I'm uh, different than I used to be. I was going to say 180%. But it, it's but you're doing a 180 is what you're trying to say. Correct a mundo. 
<laughs> um, like when Lindros did that stunt, I was quite pissy with him. Like this is a privilege and whatever and whatever. The if if you're going to a, a franchise like Arizona, like this is the Cleveland Browns on steroids of how you fuck up an organization. They've done everything, and I have zero idea why Gary Bettman and the NHL insist on keeping that that team in Phoenix, where it can't. It's not thirty years. It, it's not working. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. They're playing in a college arena now, and they've had That's arena not even selling deals. out. That's not even sell out, and and like just fucking stop it. The Canadians that live in Phoenix obviously don't want to go to hockey because they would, and they're not. I don't, I don't understand a why it's not working in Phoenix, and b the 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 fact that the the league doesn't want to just admit their their defeat and pull the plug. Like you know, um, there's a saying when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Not in Phoenix. You just keep fucking digging. Yeah, you wonder what, like, I have no idea why it's gone so badly. I haven't done that much research. It's just gone badly since day one, from their uniforms to their moving. They were they, they were in downtown Phoenix at the America West Arena at one point, or the, I think it was called, it was a basketball uh, coliseum back in, like, I, I Where they had obstructed seats. Obstructed like seats. So, so, yeah. so that was, it was a bad decision at first when they, and then when they left Winnipeg, which is a, a situation that, uh, because Winnipeg couldn't get a new rink, and then they ended up going to Phoenix, and then they moved out to uh, Glendale, which is 45 minutes away uh, from downtown Phoenix. So then they had that disaster, and then they got kicked out of the they basically got kicked out of the uh, the arena in Glendale for not paying their lease payments. So they got told to bye bye. Now they're playing in a, at uh, Arizona State University. It, it just seems like a, the kind of a mess that a kid of Bedard stature I, I could could just flex his muscle and say trade the pick because i ain't going i ain't going and and i have i have we're happy with the ncaa and they're they're figuring out with this name and image likeness thing the the nil deals and i don't understand why a player can't do that like it, it all this player all connor bedard has to offer is his skill set and if he doesn't want to work and we say that like if if you if you don't want to work here quit Okay, how about I don't start? No, I'll play for somebody else, not you. Well, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fuck, don't worry about it. I'll sign a Tim Hortons deal. I'll sign a Nike deal. I'll, like, I'm going to sign shit, and you know I'm going to be fine. It's not the good old days where you know I'm going to have to go and, and work and, and, and shovel shit for the farmer down the street. These kids have options. He's going to make a million dollars a year before he even looks at it. Well, he's already signed. Like, I seen him on a commercial with uh, Connor McDavid. I think it was for BioSteel, one of those those uh, drink thing lust, like, something that me and you will never ever indulge in. But uh, or knees, yeah, or knees, maybe a, yeah, hangover, it's one of those a hangover cure. So maybe. it wasn't a hangover cure. Uh, that's what we would use it for, but I don't think that uh, he would. Uh, I don't. He didn't look like he's uh, got down or gotten into her a little bit just by he looks like. Well, he's only seventeen. Seventeen years old, so he's not allowed. That's junior <laughs> hockey, so whatever. But uh, you just you, these guys can make some money on the side, and the thing is with the National Hockey League is that they have a the rookie deals are for I think it's eight seventy five for the first three years. And so for the first three years, he would be stuck at 875. Yes, he would have some deals, 
in Arizona, but not the deals he would get, say, in a place like Chicago, who's having a, a tank for Bedard kind of a season, where the billboards would be there, the extra, um, the extra marketing abilities that he would have, and then playing in front of twenty thousand people compared to playing in front of five. Uh, there's just more money. It's just, it's just simple math, and and you think that the NHL would do something about this and and not have a franchise that is just so inept that nobody wants to even play there. They got guys sitting out now with that Jacob Chikrin guy. He's like, I'm good. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm not. Just trade me and they won't. No, I don't like there's more behind that story that we'll talk about another day, but you just go like I don't feel bad like and I like with Lindros back in the day in 91, I was at first I was like fuck him. And then I got thinking, no, man, I felt the same way. Like, they're shitty. He doesn't want to go. And then and and some guy, it's before we, I, I knew you, Dave. I was arguing with some, some hockey guys back then. And I said, we're deciding that we don't want to go play junior here or junior there. Or, or, or if you, you want to go work here or you want to go work there. He's just doing the same thing. Oh, 100%. Um, and then also, too, like when you're uh, talking about uh, that whole Lindros thing. You said they were shitty uh, with Quebec. Quebec wasn't shitty. They weren't shitty, they, no. They had Forsberg. Like, uh, like Lindros uh, not going there. The Philly traded Forsberg to Quebec, and the next year they went to Colorado. And it was Stanley uh, Cup because of that trade. Yeah, two or three, no? Yeah. Like, because uh, they had Sackick and then... Uh, uh, like all the Roy. trades that all the yeah. trades that happened after because of the, the deal they got for that Philly gave Lindros, all the trades that happened because of those and the players that went here and there, that's yeah. the only reason why the Colorado Avalanche won their first couple Stanley Cups. And yeah, that, and that's factual. Like there's, there's no getting around that. Yeah, just look it up. Like they had they they uh Sakic was uh his first two years in the league for the Quebec Nordique. Everybody everybody knows him and loves him as a as an avalanche, but no, he was a Nordique. And uh, uh, Forsberg came from Philly to Quebec. So uh, Sackick and Forsberg played a year in Quebec before they came le- became legends in Colorado. So, you know, you, you, you think about that as a franchise going forward and like, fuck, are we going to make the mistake that Quebec made? Well, uh, that Philly made, you know, we want that number one pick so much. We're going to trade an unproven, really good prospect. Philip Forsberg, who turned out to be a better everyday NHLer than Lindros did, and I and I understand Lindros' injuries cut his career short, but that's sports. Well, that's sports, and like yeah, Bonnie and Carl Lindros didn't do the the marketing thing quite quite that well back in the nineties. Like they they were pretty forefront, they were pretty vocal about their son's career, and maybe that's one thing that uh, that maybe there was a lot because there was a lot a lot of sour grapes right to the end of Lindros' career. Because of that situation, where people are like, "I don't like him because of that," and that and that went on for fifteen years or however long his career was. People hated Lindros, even if you 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 talk normal, not like say talking as a human being. People know he should have went to Quebec. Well, no, yeah. well, no, it, it wasn't. Yeah, and I was one of those guys. I didn't like. I didn't hate on him, but I really never 
could get behind him. He and was that, a hell of a player. And he was people, so people, big Ross and strong ne- and fast. Lindros never got the the love, I guess, is, is one way of putting it, in the, in the hockey world here in Canada because of, of that situation. And it yeah. was, it was and you, you look back now, he, he wouldn't have mar- been able to mark himself as well in Quebec because of the, of the language barrier. There, there were situations that happened back then that, that he didn't want to go because it, for, for they, they had a couple of seasons where they they weren't so good. And he just didn't want to go, and that was maybe the, the 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 language barrier was a thing. But that's been a thing forever here in this country, right? There's just a, there there is a division with the French Canada and English Canada that we're not we're never going to change. But he just didn't want to go, and he and he and he told the Nordiques, "I'm not going," and they still said, "Well, we're drafting you," but it tur- which turned out better for the franchise. Yeah. So here's the alternate uh, universe thing. Let's say he says, okay, I'm going to play for Quebec. And then after two years in the league, him and Joe Sackick take their wagon over to Colorado. Do they win? How many? Did they win two or did they win three? I think they got two with him because they got the one be- They got the one before Bork. Right? And then the Bork one, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. So nonetheless, does does Colorado win two Stanley Cups with Sackick and Lindros? Nope. Does Philly do better with Forsberg? Because they don't get, because they don't end up with Waugh because the way that, that that deal turned out and the players that they could flip to get Patrick Waugh. Probably. Right. Yes. It's just yeah. one of those crazy things, but it's just it's it's odd it's odd the way that all tur- that all turned out. So the disrespect that uh, Lindros showed the Nordiques franchise helped them that all, Colorado. All, the color, it helped out the Colorado Avalanche, the people in, in in downtown Denver, to win Stanley Cup at the Pepsi Center back then. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, it, was, it, was, it might have been actually McPhillips Arena, McNiven, McKee Arena. I think we probably got it all wrong. Yeah, you wonder if Bedard, if there there is, if if Batman will step in and say, "No, you have to go." Like you wonder how that deal is going to go if 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 Bedard and his his his, his group say I'm not going there, I'm I'm well, not. And then Batman says you have to fuck you. Then I'll just go back me, to Regina. Yeah, show me the piece of paper with my signature on it. Like you don't own me, you own my rights to play professional hockey. I can go play in in Sweden for a year because I'm not a signed player in the NHL. Yeah, if he doesn't put his name on, on the piece of paper, he can just go back, back to Regina for right. another year and, and put up massive points. But then you get to that, that situation where if he gets hurt playing in Regina where some six foot five goon in Lethbridge decided to, to decides to take him out on his last uh, last year of junior hockey, then 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 what, right? Like so th- that that is the one not I don't want to say a problem with professional sport. And it, it's I mean, a risk. It's a risk that these kids take to go back to junior, go back to college, uh in, in football, uh or, or or in basketball or whatever, and then and then lose out on that payday. But if you don't want to go and it's not the right fit for you, I wouldn't blame a guy. Like Eli Manning did it with with the uh with the uh, San Diego uh, Chargers, San Diego Chargers back in the day, he said, I'm, "Don't draft this. We're not going." Yeah, they drafted him, and they ended up trading him. The whole bit, the, the stuff that happened then, and I, I, I kind of commend that these these guys do that now because at the end of the day, um, man, it, it's you're, you're still a human being. You still should be able to pick and choose where you work. I, I agree with that, you know, and that's not a luxury um, provided to anyone out of the literally the top five, six picks in the draft, right? You can't, you can't dictate terms. So the 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 chosen few, um, through their hard work and talent, 
get that opportunity to dictate where they go. Like they get to dictate where they go out of high school to what university college they get to play ball on. And then, but now as a professional, you got to go, you got to go to the team that you, that says you have to go to them. I understand it's different and I get it, but you know, their whole life, if you want to, if you want to bet on yourself and say, no, fuck you, I got other revenue in, uh, revenue uh, streams on the side that I'll, I'll put food on the table. Don't worry about me. Because eventually I'm going to be with somebody else, and that's it. Well, that's the problem you got with the CBA and all sports, Dave, is that they 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 draft these kids, their kids, and then they're stuck with these teams. And I think it's hockey for seven years, and baseball it's eight years, and football it's at least four years, I think. But and then they're not guaranteed contracts in some sports; they're guaranteed in others. And then, so my options are pretty limited. And mm-hmm. now you're telling me I have to stay here for seven years, like because if if I say no to what whatever contract after my after my entry level in hockey, I have to stay for four more at, at whatever money that you say. Like it's just it just it it actually stinks that the way that these these guys are treated a little bit. Yes, they're 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 compensated handsomely, and I, nobody would say no to it. But we we here in the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, we don't. We don't talk about money in that way because it's, it doesn't make any sense to any of us. And they've, they've done their work to get paid that, 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 that money. And, but it, it kind of stinks that these kids get into a situation because they're talented that they don't get to pick and choose where they go until they're a certain age. Unless, they, unless they demand a trade or whatever, like, like, uh, like Kachuk did. Well, he didn't demand. He just, he, he, he just said, trade me. He he was actually pretty stand upish about it, so I'm not going to bitch a uh, bitch about him. Um, these these kids, the yeah, these these young men making this ridiculous amount of money. At the end of the day, they can, it's we we say it all the time. It's a business. It's a business, and fans get butthurt and fans get p- pissy. I thought he was one of us. They're putting food on the table. That's that's what they're doing. They're setting their family up. They're 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 doing things in their own. Th- in, and you know what? If I'm going to make ten million dollars and lose nine out of ten games in Arizona, or I'm going to make eight million dollars and win seven or eight out of ten games in Colorado or Boston, where the fuck do you think I want to play? Winning's better than losing because yeah. when money's not the thing, winning's better than losing, and that's it. And especially like the long term effects that that could have on you when you get labeled a loser, like you're well, what you're a loser, right? And that's and it's it's hard to get out of that rut, uh, no matter how, what you you got going on, because that six inches between the ears that can wear pretty thin pretty quick. It makes me wonder. It just popped into my head right now. What's life like? And I'm what's life like in Chicago for Pat Kane and and uh, and Taves? Are they still cocks of the walk? Can't be fun. Like, like, are they treated? They're not treated with the same. Like, so now, like, so they're still they're still legendary status. Obviously, three Stanley Cups, the whole bit. But it can't be fun for for them because they're and it's not their fault. They they won at an early age and they they won a lot at an early age and had quite a, a success at an early age. And now it can't be fun. Like it can't be fun, but they're there and they're playing out their contracts because that's what you're. That's what people do. Um, Kane's but hurt they're still now. young men. 
they're still young men, and like they're 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 well in they're, they're well under the age of forty. They ain't pushing fifty by any means. No, and, and you got to think like like what what would, would a would a a Bedard move like if, if, if the Blackhawks were to get Bedard. Which is that, possible because they're so they're, shitty. Because they're well, they ended up winning a couple of games this week. Which is, oops, maybe <laughs> quit doing that. But uh, would you would you think uh, like uh, getting a kid like that in, in your franchise um, for a couple of years, like at the, at, the, at the tail end of their careers, would that be something to, to reinvigorate, rejuvenate guys like Kane and Taves, and go, hey, hey, let's give this, let's give this the old uh, college try, and then the rest of the franchise, maybe a free agent here, a free agent there, and maybe let's give it a shot because Kane can still play. Exactly, you know that might be like a best case scenario for Bedard, like for the aging vets. Um, yeah, Taves, you don't hear anything about him anymore. And uh, but Kane still has the bits and he can score. Yeah, he can still play. He's not the same. But to have those two with Bedard, show him the ropes, make a a couple savvy uh, picks. That'd be a that'd be a wonderful place. The old guard ushering in the new, and he could own that fucking town if the chips fall right for him. What kind of uh, take? Like, what kind of haul would say? Like, if Phoenix did get that pick, and Bedard said, "Nah." Thanks, I'm out. What kind of haul would that get to trade that pick? Jesus, I don't even know. Because you you're, you're, you're going to have to trade him to a team that's also not very good because everybody's fighting the cap and blah, blah, blah. So you're, you're going to be trading him to a team that's not very good too. Like, and, No, and you, but that's and, not true That because uh, he would have salary cap, right? He's capped at whatever a million and a half two but million. To, to get an existing couple of studs that are already playing and la da 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 but but this Jesus. would be the perfect it'd be a high talent player at a low price tag yeah so you know that that would be it and then like a couple of your high price you can usher out the door in three years you got three years to do it i think mm. i think teams would pay like two first a second and two thirds, like it would be Robert and a couple Plus of players. established players, like two or three yeah. established guys. The ridiculous price would be the sorry, the asking price would be ri- absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and ten, someone's going to take it. Like it's going to be they traded what? Like not Herschel Walker um, from Dallas to Minnesota bad because that's the worst trade ever in the history of trade. Oh. Fuck you, Minnesota, you idiots. You handed the one-stars three Super Bowls with that one trade. But that's what it takes. It just takes one GM that wants to make a splash. I can see some moron in uh, in fucking uh, Arizona doing it. Well, uh, I could... No, not Arizona. I'm thinking NFL now. I can see someone... Who can I see doing that? I don't really know. Probably Philadelphia. Probably Minnesota. Because they put it they push their chips all in on those two American kids, Suter and Parise. Something. Yeah, Parise. And where did that get them? Nothing. Like they gave them both ten million bucks a piece of uh, They're still ten, fucking ten, paying them. Yeah. They're still paying neither neither of them are playing. Uh, yeah, they're not good, and they never were. They they were never the threat that they th- thought it would be. I, I don't watch much uh, pro hockey that I used to, Dave. I forget that Minnesota even has a team. Honestly, like I, I until you bring it up every once in a while, I forget they even have a team in Minnesota. 
I'm I'm dead serious. It ain't no North Stars, North Stars with Broughton and Cicerelli. Dino Cicerelli. Remember when he went to jail for slashing that guy in the head in uh, Toronto back in the early eighties? I thought he was arrested. He spent the night. I don't think he did time. He he went to well jail. He got arrested. It's time, man. Well, no. Well, he yeah. He didn't. He went to jail. He didn't go to prison. Oh, is that is that what doing time is? Prison compared to just going to jail. Doing time in prison. Jail is just like uh, drunk. You're being held. Yeah, drunk tankish. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he went to prison for exposing himself. <laughs> you you might know something about old Dino more than I do. I don't I don't know anything about the, that situation. I, I'm way up there in my 80s hockey players, but Dino Dino Cicerelli, this might be breaking news on the 1420 Sports oh, Podcast. That, uh, uh, like during our break, I'll I'll I'll, I'll look it up. But there we yeah, go. Yeah. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Brought to you by Seat Geek and the Seat Geek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at Seat Geek. Dot com today and save yourself 20 bucks and you might get a whole beer out of it. You'll, you'll get two if you get there early. One early and then one when the whistle starts. Dino Cicerelli. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com today and uh, get yourself some personal grooming. Uh, they got it all there, Manscaped. I was on the website today, actually. They got much more than just razors. There's all kinds of different things on there. Uh, Dave, actually, before we get going here, uh, fan in the van, Jim, our main man, uh, it's his birthday tomorrow, uh, Friday. To, it, we're recording this on Thursday. It's his birthday on Friday. He's taking the day off work. He's going to settle in with a uh, nice cigar, he said. And uh, his little show, which he does before he goes to work every day or while he's at work, it, he surpassed the 8,000 listener mark. Uh, congratulations, Jim. We listen to you all the time up here in Lethbridge. We're trying. We're pushing your your, uh, your show out there a lot. we got to get together. But, uh, Jim, have a happy birthday. And... Uh, yeah, congratulations on the 8,000 listens. Very much so, Jim. I do listen to all your podcasts. I only got 10 years on you. Enjoy that cigar. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I'm going to listen to all the steel talk because I can only put up with so much fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fanboys like you, I appreciate it. I appreciate the shit out of your passion. And I'm a little bit jealous of your franchise and their stability. But I can't listen to that fucking garbage all the time. Come Steel on, talk. man. Steel talk. Come no, on. It's good. No, Jim, thank you. No, you, you, you put a, a smile on my face every time I listen to you. You're very in-depth and everything. Have a happy birthday. Enjoy your day off and, and the like. Uh, anyways, uh, Dave, the uh, Carlos Correa situation came to a uh, – you went full circle the other day with the uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, not full circle, but three-quarter circle, I guess, because he didn't go back to, to Houston where it all began. But 
what a roller coaster ride that was for for th three different fan bases now and uh, Scott Boris and the owners of these teams and the whole thing and I, I it, it's just mesmerizing that uh, I I guess they got Doogie Hauser fucking MD to check out that uh, he was the guy to to pass the physical uh, it's it's odd to me this whole thing the way it all worked out what's your thoughts well he signed for less term now in Minnesota with yeah, as opposed to the ten that San Fran and San and the Fran Mets. offered ten at three fifty, the Mets were twelve at three fifteen, and now he settled for six at two hundred with four year Clauses, vesting yeah. interest. Blah blah blah. We're gonna look at this ankle every year, kind of thing, and and reassess. You know, which which seems fine, but gets. You know, I, I think we said it before, and I was uh, like, fuck Scott Boris, that greasy piece of shit. He's trying to pull the wool over, over other people's eyes, and and he gets the most money for his players. That I will say for him. But he's just such a slimeball. It, it seems to me that he's pulling the wool over A, San Fran, and when they want to want to say, yeah, let's take a closer look at this. Like, no, fuck you. We got other people. And he goes to the Mets. The The Giants are out. Here, let's let's do this now. And then, and it, uh, and then, and then I, announcing the deals before the medicals are clear with New York. And then I think with the Mets, he expected fanboy of, like you said, fanboy like Jim is, uh, fanboy, Met fanboy, but he's the owner. He just expected um the owner, uh, what's his name? Can't think of it. Top of my head for some reason. I say it a thousand times a week. Uh, doesn't much matter right now. He expected the owner to be a fanboy and say, "Yeah, we'll take him because he's great. And he wants to win a World Series so bad, right?" And so, he, so Boris hedged that bet, and then that fell through, and then he had to go beg back to Minnesota, who only signed her to a one and a one deal the year before. It's so bizarre the way this thing is. It's, it's just crazy how this all turned out. Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why yeah, I, it, couldn't, I couldn't think of it two, two seconds ago, but yeah, Cohen. But it seems to me that um, Boris thought these people were going to do their due diligence. You don't, you can't, it's not like you're running for fucking elected office here. These people are, are running a billion dollar industry and they're going to commit $350 million. They're going to want a couple physical. They're going to want, and like, they don't even do it. Like we want to ensure that guy for 12 years, do your thing. And now the insurance companies are going to do it. So it even takes it out of the hands of all the fanboys. It's like, Oh no, fuck. He has this ankle thing. Okay. Thank you. And then like, let's not share information with the Mets and let's let them do this whole fucking thing. And the fan base gets excited because they're getting yeah. the guy. And then the fan, this fan base got excited. So what was the physical like for the, the one and one deal he got last year with the twins? Like the, the one, one year and then so do they I think that must have been just to get him to this unrestricted year, maybe. Like no, I don't I, I don't know. Because he could have went long longer term and he didn't get it anywhere. I, I I believe. Yeah, see and I don't know. I didn't start following until Actually, the Mets got involved, and then like, cause like, then I kind of read about it, and then when the Mets walked away, I really walked, walked, uh, looked into it because I couldn't figure out how do we know all this shit. Well, like, how here, here's a thing. How about you just tell me when the fucking ink is on the contract? Don't tell me this is agreed upon. Don't tell me this. Don't tell me that. Tell me the fucker is signed. 
Because you know what? When Verlander went to the Mets, uh, he was signed. Two years ago, when, Sch when Scherzer went to the Mets, he was signed. When when all these people, it's, it's not like, we're not telling people what we've agreed upon. Just tell me when it's fucking signed. And that's another thing that pisses me off about people like um, Scott Boris. That pisses me off uh, about these insiders. Like, don't tell me rumblings. Tell me when there's fucking ink on paper. Well, that was the thing that was confusing. Let's go to the judge deal. They said pending physical. Okay, that's then that's fine. Then why announce that 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 he signed? He's not signed. When it's a, when it's a done done deal, he's got. I, I, he has a physical. There's ink on paper, like you said. That means he's actually signed. Don't get fan bases excited about this situation because all of a sudden you got people buying jerseys and this, that, and the other uh, to say there's there's, there's got to be 150 fucking uh, people with Carlos Correa San Francisco Giants jerseys right now. <laughs> there's I'm sure. Be, yeah. Right? Because someone in the know wanted to have their shirts that, out of the corner. Because that yeah. went on for, for, for quite some time. And a good thing the Giants don't have the names in the back of their jerseys. It would be number 20-whatever. But the Mets, same thing. There's people with Korea jerseys from the Mets that people bought from Fanatics or Lids or Fans Edge or wherever, and and you're like, okay, now he's not a he didn't sign here. So people are spending their hard-earned money on this shit when nothing's actually done. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I I don't really have I don't I don't really have a lot of uh, sympathy for those people because you don't have to be the first fucking person to get a jersey. But there are though. But, yeah, there there are, and you know what? I I feel a little bit. Well, I don't even know. I don't know where I feel. There's the cottage industry, like your your buddy out uh, in uh, Yankee Stadium that sells the T-shirts. He might have uh, if he Bald worked. Vinny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bald Vinny. I imagine he has a stand by the mats. He probably has a couple twenty twos. Oh, he hates uh, mats. Uh, but <laughs> I well, yeah, bet you he like. I bet you. But there's he there, there's a Bald Vinny who sells T-shirts out, out 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 by City Field. So he, yes, once so he again, got a bunch right, of t-shirts so. made. Like every place has them. And so like don't fuck with people like that. That's a good point, Dave. Like, don't fuck with people like that. Yeah, but you know, everybody wants to be the first, and now that's is what this is what you gotta do. Yeah, it, like uh, breaking news as heard from Joey Jojo on the Joey Don't Night Joey I Make Shit Up Network. We'll tell you the three times you got it right next year, but we're not going to tell you the thirty times you got it wrong. Yeah, breaking news from Adam Schnifter, not Schefter. Like it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's crazy. Like it's it it's a wonder that teams allow that, and because teams don't well, need that bad press either. Well, it's not the teams either. Like this is but all. If, but, like but if but if if I was an owner, or if I was a GM, I'd be going to Boris. I say, listen, asshole, you say one fucking word. One word. I'm not dealing with any of your guys. We lost without your guys. We're going to lose with or like we're good. I kind of agree. Like like when you when you're doing this kind of shit and then like you're agreed on paper, we need three conditions met. If one fucking word as to the terms of this deal gets out, it's off. Done. We're out. Like, give, give us give us four days to do our shit, and if like by by this time on on Monday afternoon. If you haven't heard from us, then you can release it. And then on the other side, and then to tell them, say, listen, if the deal falls through because of a physical, because of this, because of whatever it may be, we won't say a word either. So you can go and shop your guy around. We won't tell anybody. We won't let it out that his 
ankle's bad. That our guy saw something that your guy didn't. We won't say a word either. Because you would hope that they're that they're grown up enough where they're not sitting around having a glass of wine on a fucking Thursday evening talking about yeah we didn't sign him because his ankle was bad and then the and then the uh, the kid hears it and it's all of a sudden it's on Twitter right like it, you, you would hope that these these professionals who are they're like you said they're dealing with billions of dollars aren't making this a situation and I I think it should be both ways like Boris if you say one fucking word before this is done it's out. We're, we'll we'll revoke. We're, we won't even let him sign a contract. Yeah, and then on the, the, the other way too. If the deal falls through for whatever reason, we won't say a word. Right, like you know, if this is like a a, a fifteen million dollar per for ten years, good. If you if if we hear one word and we'll trace it back to you, now it's worth twelve and a half per. Okay, so you're going to cost your client that money and your your thing. They'll shut the fuck up right now. I don't know if you can write that language in, but like Jesus Christ, they can write language into anything. Anything. Uh, anything. They'll figure it out. Don't. I'm paying you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. And, the, that's, at, and that's just it. I'm paying you. At the end of the day, the paycheck that means the most is the one from the team owner. That's the one, right? Yep. And and then and then if those if those checks aren't getting cash or there's one less zero on that check, then things will change. And the thing is, Dave, and people forget this, those fucking agents work for the players. And I think that that gets a lot, that get lost a lot. We've bitched about this a ton. That gets, that right? gets, that gets lost a lot. And people should listen to the 1420 podcast a lot more and realize that at the end of the day, the players are the bosses. Well, Freddie the Freeman are. fired his agent because yeah. Freddie old, Freeman would have played for less. Listen, agent. If, if here are my directives. Do this, this what, do this, and don't fuck things up because I will get someone else to get me that deal. This is where I want to play for. I'm willing. I'm to the play one with the this. talent, not yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like I can find. Uh, there's a lot of you. There's only there's only five of me, right in the Major League Baseball right now. There's only five of me. There's a thousand of you rolling around. There's another lawyer. There's somebody. There's another oh, ex-player. There's Jesus somebody else Christ. wanting that Eat job to scraps, like that, fucking that want that an commission ambulance. to do not a whole bunch. Yeah, do you think that guy wants to chase an ambulance or sign me as a client? Like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. No, it's crazy. Okay. No, it's 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 insane the way that Korea thing. I you you'd like to hear how that went went on and and how the the deal go, went from a a one and one two years ago to a twelve year deal with San Fran to a ten year deal with the. And then, Do we and know then, the injury either? It's an ankle. It was something a- that happened in the minor leagues. He's never actually missed a game uh, because of it in, in professional baseball. But he, it's an ankle injury. It's an that's ankle injury. How that, it's going to age. And so that that's probably it. I don't know. Like I like I I talked about before. Um, there must be some kind of X ray or an MRI or something or a caliper or whatever that, that shows bone deterioration. So he was good. Like his, his ankle is good for six years, but not ten years. Like it, it's just it's 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 odd. Like I and I don't even pretend to have a medical degree or even research that kind of shit. But it's odd that okay, we'll give you six, but not ten. I, you know what, but like, you know, when we talk about injuries, there's things I did in my athletic career. Like I, I sprained, I, I got a severe sprain in my, in my left ankle. Like to this day, I can feel it. It's, it's just not as strong. And then 
of course I'm not a professional athlete, but you know, when I'm walking like at the age of 53 now, um, not putting immense strain or anything on it, I can feel it when the weather changes. I feel it. Yeah, I got a hip problem when I, my junior hockey days at, uh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and we're, we're not, we're not even sniffing the $350 million, right? Like we're like, no, we need to sell a lot more manscaped and seat geek to get to that point. But yeah, <laughs> but now, but, but we feel injuries that we, we sustained in our, in our twenties. And then, so I, I totally understand why a major league baseball team wants to protect their investment, which is that player we're investing in you. And we want to know if the, Fucking carburetor's gonna, the transmission's gonna blow after. It'll last before the tires do, or whatever, right? Like it's exactly. It's 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 a valid concern, and and Fox Scott Boris, I think, is is uh, what we've agreed upon. But you you would think that these physicals would be done by. You have to do your own. Like whose whose word are you gonna take? Okay, uh, not okay. Obviously, <clears throat> okay. Here. Uh, Here's my thought. You would think that the physicals of free agents would be done by Major League Baseball dot doctor dot com. But just hear nah, me out. I know. Okay, well, just I don't will. hear me out. I'm, I'm and, quiet. And not each team and not by the agent. Because if, if Major League Doctor dot com does them, and then, okay, here is the physicals that we know. And then that goes out to the teams and go, ooh, yeah, no, we're, we're out. And so, so they're, they're not wasting time having these fake press conferences because the Giants won. It, it was a day. It was the, the morning of the press conference that was supposed to happen to announce the signing that the Giants go. Yeah, we're good. Can we talk to you a minute? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, that 350 sheets you thought you were getting an hour ago, you're not anymore. And the Giants are for sure going to say fuck you to Scott Boris because they signed that Barry Zito to that big deal. <laughs> yeah. And then no, he was so a Boris guy. Yeah, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, but you can't make that public. It, it's the onus Not is public, on. but I'm just saying, like, if you're a free agent, you have to go through this or something so people you know because, because the, gonna- the, the, your teams aren't going to dis- disclose, um, like the Astros weren't going to disclose the uh their medicals to baseball it would have to go like you yeah you sign with a team but you sign with a team in major league baseball right like you you sign to play major league baseball for a franchise yeah. so 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 yeah so like you're so kind of, you're, you're more so, property of major league baseball than you are of the team so mlb incorporated should be the purveyor of all this but then on the flip side of that so like so like let's say mlb incorporated now has provided you with said medicals and then you sign that player and now this ankle injury uh manifests itself in year four of a 10-year deal and then now a franchisee will be suing mlb incorporated for faulty medical information maybe and that's why it's just a thought yeah No, 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 and I and I understand, and we're just discussing, but I think that's the problem. Like every franchisee eventually has to be responsible for the 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 players that come to well, the, yeah, the, they, the gate these, to like the, the way burgers. some of these guys throw money around like it's nothing. Then well, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. What, right? I I don't know. It's it's. But when it, you got a salary cap, <laughs> like it, 
it's it's just the like the 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 fa- I feel it. No, I don't feel bad. I mean, I don't, don't know anybody, but uh, you kind of feel for these fan bases who thought that they had something, and they're like, okay, we're doing something here, and then all of a sudden that these contracts were like, because I thought that the Mets one, like I I thought the Mets one was actually a signed, sealed, and delivered as soon as it was announced, and I I, I, I thought. Did I. I thought, okay, this one fell through because of this, and I thought the way Boris announced it, and the way the, the way the mess announced, and the way it came across the, the the wire, I thought that deal was done. I, I I thought it was like, well, Boris, don't give a fuck. That that was my thought. Because yeah, I actually I, said, on, I thought, I think here I said, I said, I they didn't care. They're like Boris has or, or Cohen has three hundred and fifty billion dollars in the bank. He's like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Here you go. I don't care. Well, I like you. I like you mentioned like it was the day of that San Francisco wanted it that they walked away, and then they said, "Well, fuck you." Then like, hours San later. Francisco, San Francisco asked for more time. Is basically is how I understood it. Yeah. And then they and then uh, it was like, "Fuck you." We're off to the Mets. Like that. Like that yeah. afternoon, right? I thought and it then, was done. And then, and then uh, we thought it was done. And then like that was reported that there was uh, like pending physicals. That wasn't announced. It was just like, no, fuck it. We're going to the Mets, though. And then that's what I assumed. And then the Mets, it was a lot longer. It was like about a week later, week to 10 days. It was, ah, yeah. we want to revisit the, the, the structuring of this cons. And then it went away for a month. And I understand Christmas and New Year's happened from that. And now, like, it's, uh, it's, it's Minnesota. Like, but do we know it's Minnesota? Maybe Minnesota is going to say, like, eh. like, because this contract is now announced with a lot of caveats, a lot of like, if this, then that, if this, then that. Like, yeah, so it's six it's, guaranteed it's, and a contract and that it, actually makes sense. Like, like, as much as making $33 million to play shortstop makes sense. I mean, we're not bitching about it, but. This contract actually makes sense. A guy who's 27, 28 years old, six years, 33 million, height of his career. It actually makes sense. It, with, it's, it's a sensible a, contract. With his, with a, a surgically repaired ankle is what yeah. I've, what I've read. Like, so like it actually I, makes I sense. Yes, it makes sense. And, and heaven forbid that we finally come back to sensible right like we got to shoot for the moon and i understand that's what boris well, shoot i ain't rolling and you, you settle in the middle somewhere but this one this like this one makes sense for the team and then of all teams minnesota would know as you would think they would know his medical history as well as uh the the ankle and all that kind of stuff and that, I, said, uh, I, 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 I don't hate the twins so I hope well, this like, up the, like that that press conference uh, yesterday must have been a bit I didn't watch it it was on but I didn't, didn't have the volume on it must have been been a bit awkward yeah this far as I always wanted to be we're trying to build a winner here we're, we're, my family has roots here you did everything you could to not be in fucking Minnesota from the first um, contract you got to do the one and one and then you opted out and it said, I'm out. And then you treat you would try to go to San Francisco of all places, who was never going to win. Then you go to the Mets, who do have a chance to win, but you don't you never know who haven't won since whatever year. And then saying, Yeah, we got a chance to win here in, in, in uh, Minnesota. Like that press conference must have been hurtful to fucking listen to. Actually, but like when you think of it this way, it was Boris that was driving that bus. He was just a passenger. And it's not like Boris has to take all these press conferences. He's just doing press releases. Yeah. Fucking hiding behind the thing. Correa has to get in the camera. Maybe uh, Correa said, like, you know, I, I I like Minnesota. I like I like living here. I don't know that, but I'm gonna I, I'm always gonna give the player the benefit of the doubt 
I know shit on the. We can't blame a guy for that. That's why they get free agency and everything else. They, they play. They play to get that and the and the like. But fuck, man, that's gotta be a tough fucking goal. Like to go ah. to a place that you did. Like that's gotta be like. Oh man! You tell me anything to say for three hundred million dollars, and I'm gonna probably say it. Oh, he better have a good first season there in Minnesota because he couldn't wait to get out. Ah, Boris couldn't wait to get him out. We don't know that. We don't know that. It's awkward. I mean, anyways, it's for, awkward. Yeah, but like I awkward. said, three hundred uh, three hundred sheets makes uh makes awkwardness go away. Yeah, all right, you don't like me, pay me, I don't care, whatever. I don't fucking care. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPE for all your personal grooming needs today. And it's Minnesota during the summer. All you got to worry about mosquitoes. Like a, a Viking player. Great ballpark, oh. wonderful. Like I love that part of the of the planet. Like, well, planet North America yeah. with the with the woods and and great ballpark, and water ski. Oh yeah, it's a it's. Oh, I like Minnesota a lot. Like I, I oh yeah, in the summer times. it's great. Yeah, yeah, in the winter. Well, yeah, winter it's, winter it's it's worse than Canada. Yeah, it's ugh. it's a lot of snow, but nonetheless, it's it, it, there's worse place to play. There's worse places. To play. Uh, 100%. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sportsbook today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. Fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Brought to you by I don't even know. It doesn't much matter right now. Uh, the lids and just go to our links and find them. Anyways, Dave, uh, we uh, I sent it out a little bit late late today, so your wife couldn't get the picks out. Uh, like we talked about the show first, got going out there. Deanne got her picks in. A uh, couple. There was three different than mine. Uh, there's a good chance that she's probably going to get her picks different. Uh, we'll make sure. To get Kaylee's picks in and get your actual get your son Jasper to, to put some picks in as well, and we'll see how we uh, fare up on Monday night. We'll uh, we'll we'll compare and, and and notice things and and see who's the smartest smartest ones in the room. Uh, not the the two podcast guys or three people who don't watch football at all. It should be interesting to see how that turns out. It is going to be interesting. I'll I'll be surprised if they beat us, but you know. I'm, I, I get surprised a little bit more often than I want to be surprised. Um, Josh was quite looking forward to it. Um, the problem, well, I'll tell you the problem off air. I hope we um, don't turn him into a de- de- degenerate gambler of sorts or something on like Bodog oh, or Bet there, US there, or something. <laughs> there, there shall be, it's just purely bragging rights with the boy and I. 
Yeah, um, but once you, once you get that gambling thing, man, all of a sudden you're on different websites. Oh, geez, I could bet, 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 bet everywhere bet. you go. Bet <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy. But anyways, uh, Dave, the uh, NFL playoffs start this weekend. It's it, uh, there's going to be some great games. Actually, you know what? Explain to me before we get going here. You said you had a, a, a bit of an idea about the uh, the Buffalo Bill situation, the uh, the Hamlin, obviously, and then the uh, how the AFC Championship game is going to work out. They decided it's going to be a there was a coin toss today. They're going to have the uh, AFC Championship game if if uh, it's if if Cincinnati no if Buffalo and Kansas City and Kansas City end up meeting, they're going to play the game in Atlanta. Why did it turn out that way? Explain to me how this all worked. Put it in 14, 20 turns because I got I got really sick of listening to the the talking heads on TV through the, the last few days. Why did it turn out that way? Put it in 14, 20, ter- 14, 20 terms so I can understand it. Because at the time of the Buffalo-Cincinnati game, Buffalo had the tiebreaker over Kansas City via a head-to-head win with Kansas City. The team that got kind of fucked in this is uh, the Bengals. Because if the Bengals would have won that game, they would have been one game back of Kansas City. Um, but the Bengals now, the, the, the NFL has said, fuck it, Bengals. Sorry, guys. Too bad. But now it has been decided that the if if the Bills play Kansas City in the playoffs, it will be played at a neutral site. And the thing that chaps my ass ridiculously is that they gave it to fucking Atlanta. It should be in a cold weather stadium because not, not as cold as Buffalo, but like, um, but Kansas city. So I, I think uh, a place like Denver would have been a good site. I think Pittsburgh would have been a good site. I think, um, New York, well, New York has playoff. The, the the fact that they're that that two cold weather teams. What about a okay, what about a, now that you mentioned that I, I think Seattle's going to be done this weekend. What about a quasi cold weather site where it's not frigid, horrible, but it's not warm. Like it, like it's Seattle is it's not warm this time of year. It's damp. It's wet. Different kind of a different kind of a climate. Yeah, put them in it, but like that's a playoff team though, right? Well, they, they gotta, gonna, they'll be you, out this weekend. No, I, I I get it, but you have to give it to a team that's not in the playoffs. And I think well, they're set up, and there's some security and things that has to happen. So just in case Seattle does find a way to venture through, yeah, yeah, no, and and that's it. Like I think it's garbage. They, I think uh, Pittsburgh would have been a great site for this, like because a, a football mad uh, thing, uh, that uh, fan base. That would have been awesome to see because to see that to see Kansas and Buffalo come to Pittsburgh and have that thing full of Pittsburgh fans that just want to see football, I think there'd be no greater. If you wonder like, what kind of crowd that, that's going to draw. I yeah, like to, so now you're gonna make these assholes fly. These when I say assholes, I guess, I I guess it's, it's, it's like a national yeah. championship game that people flew to fucking LA to watch that stinker of a fucking football game the other night. Yeah, and then what do you do? Do you do you offer tickets to the to the season ticket holders of the the Falcons first, or like do you, do you split the stadium in half and give Buffalo season ticket? Like it, it's it's just it, it seems to me a fucking cash grab beyond all recognition. Um, Pittsburgh's a lot closer; people could roadie to that between. I, I I'm not 
intimate with uh, uh, American geography, but I think that might be less than a 10-hour drive from both places. Atlanta, everybody has to fucking drag their out their asses south. Fuck. I, I you know, if I didn't love the NFL, I would hate the NFL. Yeah, there is that too. It's it's going to be an odd situation where they're, they're, they they seem to, to to make decisions. They don't. They of all the the, the big the big four sports leagues: baseball, football, uh, basketball, and hockey. The one that cares the least about their fan base because they don't care. I think it's football. I I actually believe that they they don't care. Like there is no doubt in my like mind. We don't. We, you you we will put absolute human fecal matter on television, and you will watch it. We will put it, we will play games at the most inopportune times for people to watch them, and you'll get up early in the morning to watch them. The the NFL treats their fans horribly. It's like they're pushing the limit out every fucking year. Let's let's watch You're these monkeys watch. dance. You're gonna watch. Let's see what. Like, let's just go until they don't watch. And, and until they don't watch, then we'll pull back. Then but, we'll add games and charge them more. Then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll charge them more for preseason games. And they'll, people will go. They'll watch. And then we'll put a shitty product on Thursday night. And, and they'll watch. And, and they're going to watch. And we're going to sell And then they'll charge, they'll charge the, net, the networks more money to have it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it is. It's 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 quite remarkable the 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 monopoly that they have. It's NFL and everybody else. And and I oh excuse me, big burp. I don't know if you saw this chart. Uh, it came over a couple a couple weeks ago of the hundred most watched programs in the USA last year. Eighty two of them were NFL football games. And what's crazy, Dave? Like I, I watch football. Like I'm not the, a, a fan. Like like you, you are. The guys are our friends at level playing field. Or our friends at brutally honest sports are. Actually, we got to get a hold of them. They want to do a show with us together real soon. Uh, JD Kingsley's a new guy. They, they got going there with the air, and they want to do us get us on on the show. Uh, but uh, when you watch an NFL game, say if you're out and about, or if you're with, uh, with a group of friends, by about the third quarter. The interest in a football game wanes pretty quick. Like there, there are there's people that are like, okay, it's on. Like it's it's kind of funny to watch how it's rah, crazy, and then like it's it's on. And and I don't think and, and I don't think that that is a Canada thing. I think that's fucking everywhere, man. People know enough about football, and it's a popular sport, and it's cool to be it's cool to be cool. But there's a very large population of people that lose interest the longer the game goes on. I I hear what you're saying, and you know, um, with all these football pools and fantasy, people are getting more involved. But like, these are the stats, people. Like, I myself am a fan. I I 100 disagree with that. Um, especially with the access now to watch any game I want to watch at any time on that Sunday, I'll pick the game. I mentioned how I don't like watching Red Zone. I'll listen to Red Zone if I can't be watching. But otherwise, I pick a game. And if that game gets starts uh, turning into a, a route or something, I'll pick a different game. I myself as that's a fan, exactly what I'm. But that's what I'm saying is is that you, you people don't care that much to watch an entire game. Well, you know, and, and that because there's just there's too much. There's too so, so much. It, 
There's not too much. It's kids these days, right? It's it's you like, just said it. You'll turn the channel for the game's over, and you're not you're not a kid. No, no, but like a bad game, like Jesus Christ, right? Like yeah. you know when like like you for for every hundred people that watch the kickoff of the national championship on Monday. Well, that one, many, yeah. How many Four. of those hundred people watch the second half? Three. Yeah, like. Three, like three people. Yeah, like, it, I think three was, people across America watched the end of that game. Even Georgia fans they turned, turned that it off. Fucking off. Like, they, they, like, they found out when they were spraying the confetti on the field and they decided to yeah, turn it back on. Well, like fuck, let's let's get home. We don't need an Uber. We we can we can fucking watch the Think confetti. of the money we yeah. saved if we if they're out and about with friends and everything else watching the game at a bar or whatever it was, and they went, Oh well, this one's over. This isn't gonna be exciting. Let's go home now. Yeah. Fuck. Not yeah, like, for over, overpriced drinks, overpriced hors d'oeuvres, nappies, the whole bit. I'm, I'm just going home now. Yeah, cor- corporate uh, social uh, uh, entertainment industry America is going to say, you never put a one-loss fucking Big 12 team in this foursome again. On that note, Dave, how the fuck? God, I'm swearing all of a sudden. I'm a little passionate about this one. How did Michigan lose to them? I don't no, know. I no, talked no, about that. No, no, no. I don't care that you played in the national championship game. TCU ended up with two losses, one in their conference championship game and then getting blown out in the check. How do they still end up end of season number two? I don't They're know. They're not. I, I mean, it I, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're number I do, two, I, might as well be number 10. But you know I, what I'm getting at? Like, how can they promote themselves, say we were number two in the country last year, and then they'll start at number two in the country next year when the rankings start? How does a team that gets beat by 57 points end up number two in the country? That's not uh, true. With two I losses. Have, I, I, you're right. And, you know, Alabama had two losses. Michigan had one. Ohio State had two. I I think Michigan beats TCU seven out of ten times. It just happened to be one of those three times. Um, I think Georgia beats Ohio State eight out of ten times. Um, uh, Ohio State fucked that one up. So it was like actually two undeserving teams being in the final for the day they they pick, depending on how you flip that coin. If you make the final four, you're going to be a top four. And then the flip side of the coin is, who the fuck cares? Like what the post? But the thing is, is, but the who thing cares? is, well, I, I do because next year TCU is going to start the preseason rankings at a certain level, and then it it, it takes so much. But it doesn't much. matter. We we've talked but, about this. No, but it, it takes matter. so much for a team to get out of the top ten, and it takes so much for a team to get in the top ten, and a TCU team that lost by. 58 or whatever points is not deserving to be at the level they're at. There may be an eight or a nine. So other teams who have good seasons have to jump a shitty team. It's, it's odd to me, but it doesn't matter. TCU is unranked starting the year. They were in the twenties, weren't they? It doesn't, whatever, but it doesn't like, like, so if you run the table at the end of the year, who gives a fuck what the preseason, like, like, I don't care. I don't care. It's 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 what it what it is after you play nine games, and then we can actually talk about who's good and who's not. Like talking about who's good and who's not after two games after after power conference uh, elites schedule a patsy. 
it doesn't matter one thing. It doesn't matter one thing what your preseason ranking is, and I don't understand why you would get worked up about that. That drives me nuts. Anyways, Dave, well, you ready to get to uh, You're not worked you get to raise to some who is better to end the night? I'm always ready for who is better. Dave, uh, today was uh, in, in uh, sports history, a uh, happy birthday to Tim Horton, born on this day in 1930. Who is better, Tim Horton? Or Tim Conway from Dorf on oh, Golf Tim Game. Tim Conway all day, every day. From uh, Dorf. Uh, uh, he was Dorf on, uh, on Golf. And he was on Mama's Family, the Carol Burnett Carol Show. Carol Burnett Show. Yeah. Look him up, you youngins. Tim Conway was good, clean comedy. Now, I just saw a little bit of that that elephant skin. Like, huh? well, but yeah. anyways, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, Tim Horton. Uh, he was a hockey player for the Leafs, and most people a, don't know that. Hey, they think that Tim is just a, a, a it's like McDonald's. Yeah, no, there was an actual person behind the name Tim Hortons. Yeah, especially here and in Canada, that, like whatever, like a fucking. And we know his name because he started donut shop and it got corporate, got corporate, blah blah blah, like McDonald's. Like watch the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton, and that's how we know McDonald's. It has nothing to do. The fact that we know Tim Horton's names has nothing to do with the fact that he was a hockey player, he not died, a Hall of Famer. He died in a single vehicle accident uh, in Parody in nineteen seventy-four. Yeah. Apparently, he had a bit of a cocaine problem too. Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, just look at we up. just put a we just put a real stain on the uh, fourteen twenty <laughs> podcast and the Tim Horton fans of of our lives. That's uh, kind of unfortunate, but anyway, yeah, Tim Conway Dorf on golf was funny. That was really funny stuff. It was hilarious. Good, clean, fun comedy. Uh, who is better, Matt, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, or Matt Stone from South Park fame? Oh, you know. You were a South Park guy when I first met you. you, you I quite... still love South oh, Park. Oh, I, like I don't watch it. I, like, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't watch it ever. But I love it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker are the guys, and their movies and uh, the the Book of Mormon the musical they won a ton of awards for that. We almost went to that when we were in New York last year. We we we, we almost stepped I in. Went, saw I, I went to the traveling edition and uh, in Calgary we made a an, an uh, a sojourn and I dressed up as a Mormon mis- missionary. That's how I went to that. Ooh. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, Fuck, okay. I got props all over the place. And it was, uh, it was, this is Matt Stone all the way. That guy, those two, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, are creative geniuses, and they're not afraid of anything. And that's, I I, I totally admire their way of going about their uh, expressing their creative energy. Uh, here's one for you. A couple, uh, one guy who's, uh, I don't know if he's officially retired from the National Hockey League, but he's not playing anywhere right now. And a guy who's, uh, just starting his NFL career. Uh, he's in the playoffs for his second straight year. Uh, NHLer, uh, going to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Joe Thornton or NFL quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Who is better? Oh. That question is being asked. 10 years too early, I'm sorry. Um, at this juncture, it's a no-brainer. It's Joe Thornton. 
Joe Thornton is just money. Oh, that guy does. He was good, eh? Uh, he was so and cool. Good. Like, he did whatever, man. Exactly. Like, he just did his thing. He was excellent at his job. Passed the puck. The, Passed yeah, the, the puck. Stood up for his teammates. Good behind the mic. He was everything. Which isn't just it. Joe Burrow has fucking he's, he's got that bird. it factor right now already. For sure. For sure. But it's only year three, and year one was uh, cut short by a knee injury. And so, for now, Joe Thornton. Ten years now, and we're still sitting here doing this fucking show. That, that might change a little bit. But, yeah, Thornton, Thornton's a stud, man. And, and he was so cool. And going to, going to San Jose when he did, um, just kind of he got into a mode there. Didn't win, but he got into a mode where he could just be himself and whatever. I'm playing hockey, sunshine, and so am I. And yeah, and, and and had his teammates box, and it was it was pretty quiet, but like good behind the mic, just a, like a smart. He seemed like he had a good grip on life, and and he was excellent at his game. I think he's a Hall of Famer as well. Uh, I got two more for you. Let's go with uh, a wrestling centric one. Scott Hall, uh, he passed away earlier or late last year. Razor Ramon or Scott Stevens, National Hockey League Hall of Famer. Um, one degree, I got a buddy of mine that went fishing with Scott Stevens, so I'm only one degree of separation from Scott Stevens. Scott Hall, I don't know how far away I am from him. Uh, um, at arm's length, at least, I hope. He was. He had some demons, that boy, but... The, he did have some demons. But entertaining I, as fuck, like just, yeah. I was a bigger WWF fan at the time than I was a New Jersey Devils fan. Um... This was a good one because I got to look back at it through the rearview mirror because the the hits that Scott Stevens laid he he well, ended the aforementioned Eric, Lindros hit back he, in the ninety five I think it was ninety five plus Brad, Brad and Irene's wedding I remember that that was the day that happened um, he uh, ended Korea's career he ended someone else's career it's been ninety nine Brad and Irene's wedding yeah so or two thousand um, whatever done. those. Like look in today's hockey, those are predatory hits, and and those were celebrated back in the day. You got to keep your head up, but you see those things now, and I don't know. Um, Razor Ramon, and he played for the Devils, a franchise I just cannot and never will get behind. They're that team, and they're shit. flying now. They're that team, like the, how the Baltimore Ravens are. Is that no matter what they do, they'll be that, that brand. team. Yeah, they'll be that team that the, the brand is slow defensive hockey, and you'll never, you'll never get past that. Us, us, us two old guys get off my lawn kind of guys, right? So it's funny how you like that team flies, and they got some, some offensive guys that can, can go a little bit. But it's funny how it's just no matter what New Jersey does, there's still the uh, the fat kid on the fucking uh, on the corner. Like it's just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's New York's little sister, right? It's yeah. it's the Rangers, it's the Islanders, it's the Devils, and then yeah. who cares about that? Um, uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. That that's when I did watch a bit of wrestling. I did watch uh, WWF a lot in those days. And then him and Kevin Nash went to to WCW. And NWO, Hogan. the yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, with Hogan, the um, bad guys, the things, yeah. You know, and, and so just thinking back, and who gave me more joy, and 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 I'm gonna pick Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. 
for sure. Without yeah. a doubt. And like the more I think about it, the more Scott Hall is the Scott I want. The way you would flick yeah. that toothpick and then he'd wrestle with his mouth sometimes. And if, hey, if, Chico. if he was fighting a jobber and his promos and stuff. No, he was great. And like he was one yeah. of the last the last characters before wrestling kind of went to where it is now that I could could kind of uh, watch a little bit. No, it was fun to watch that kind of guy. You know, Scott Hall raised the remote. It was something else. Uh, last one, uh, guy rumored to become the next head coach of the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They haven't even fired uh, Bruce Boudreaux yet, but there's already rumors that Rick Tockett is going to be the next head coach of the Canucks, where once again, Vancouver's going to Vancouver. They're, Vancouver's going to Vancouver is the hockey um the hockey thing of Cleveland's going to Cleveland, is it not? Um, not to Cleveland's desperation. Vancouver is looking to jar a little bit more than Cleveland, but I agree with you. They're gonna they're gonna try and cheer. They're trying to fuck things up no matter what. And, and, yeah, and they'll yeah. tell you why they're awesome. But yeah, you're right. Okay, so Vancouver, so the rumor to be next head coach, Rick Tockett, uh, longtime NHLer, tough, tough guy. Uh, I remember him with the Flyers back in the day. So who is better, Rick Tockett or never going to give you up, Rick Astley? Rick Tockett. I didn't care if you said Richard III. I didn't care whatever Rick you were going to say, Rick Tockett. I'm Solid gonna, player. I, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because when I was young. I like reasons. When I was like when he was uh, active with the with Philly, I was in a hockey pool, and like these were the the days when you had to do it by hand and all that kind of shit. Eh? Yeah. So some some poor asshole had to do it all by hand. It was a labor of love, and and uh, penalty minutes were was a stat as well. And uh, so Target was perfect, scored goals, got a lot of assists, and he didn't mind mixing it up. And got penalty minutes. Penalty minutes were like a half a point. You get half a point for every penalty or a quarter point or whatever it was back in the day, yeah. Correct. And then, like, I was in the running. It was, like, it was like me and another guy were within, like, five points of each other. And uh, in in January or February, I don't remember, Tockett got a 12-game suspension for eye-gouging in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lost, and then I lost the season by three points. So, so if he would have like over- played four games out of those twelve, he would have got seven. Correct. He would have got two fights, eighteen minutes and penalties, and three. Yeah, you would have won. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, like, so I'll, I always have a love hate for uh, Rick Tockett, and uh, I'll, I'll look for it. I hope, hope I still have it. Like, I think I saved it. About three or four years ago, Tockett was up for another coaching job. And he got, uh, and uh, he, I follow him on Twitter, and and he said, "Didn't get the job or whatever." Oh, and then I go, "I got." Uh, oh, he Rick. replied to something on your Twitter account. Yes, he replied to me. And, uh, I and remember I, that because because uh, when he goes, "Ah, shitty, you didn't get the job. You cost me dough back in the day," and like with that eye gouging thing, and he and he replied directly to me saying, "Sorry about that, buddy," and it was something <laughs> like that. So like on that, like on, on like so I have a personal connection with Rick Tockett. Sorry, Rick Ashley, I will give you up. This one's all Rick Tockett, and it, it's gonna be tough to find a better oh, Rick. I wish that song would just go away. Like it's just <laughs> fucking just enough. Like the end, like it comes on and I say that. Like we listen to eighties on eight on Sirius and around the house here, we're cooking and doing whatever we're doing, and, and that song comes on and I just I, I start to like pull what's left of my hair out. It's getting a little thicker actually, but 
I uh, I just, but it's just not like is like. Is there only twelve songs in the world that that one has to be on all the time? It's bizarre. Well, are you on the Glass Tiger Network? The oh, Glass Tiger Gowan Network? Fuck me, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Like fuck, you know, and 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 it makes me think that Big Brother's after they're going to make radio so shitty, so you have to subscribe to satellite radio now. Is yeah, that what I don't they know. Watch? It's it's it's, it's bizarre. It's, and these songs are on, and then you you put it right. on this station, same songs. You drive across the, the, and she works in radio, and she tried to. She asked them the. She asked the people at that Patterson, like why they go. It's it's a formula that works. There's a formula that works because I guess fine works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I we should I shouldn't talk about her business when I don't know don't know how much about her business, but whatever. Whatever. Anyways. Day fun show tonight for show 268 of these things. You're off to Montana this weekend. What's your big plans? Uh, this weekend is not going to be a ski weekend. We've decided because we're going down in February. There's a long weekend coming. We're going to do mondo skiing that weekend. So uh, we're going to hang out for a little bit, watch some football, uh, and and just, you know, just let the backbone slide for a weekend. It's been a while. Speaking of Canadian, eh? I like that song. <laughs> Maestro Fresh West, let your backbone slide. I love that tune. I know the words of that, actually. I, I like I maybe one day I'll have a few more in me. I, I can like I can recite every word of that song this day. Listen to every I word I say, every word you heard, I place out the vertebrae. You try to cover over me, you're roasting fake a flag, then I run a post. I can do the whole thing. I don't know how I know that, but I do. That's 19, 1989 that, that that one came out, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Put your backbone slide, Maestro yeah. Fresh West. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a, like a, it's not my genre of music, but it's. Oh yeah, I know. It's, a, it's a term I used to say I'm going to relax, and and it's kind of oh, funny. Oh man, that when it, that it, song comes on, there's no relaxing. It's game <laughs> on for me, man. <laughs> All abrupt and prompt. Oh, and then yeah. also too, I want to say we're going to talk about it off air next weekend. I'm Bonspieling. Oh, so we're going to have to try and do a live hit from Bonspieling and you and, and, and Taber again. You bet. Why wouldn't I? The Tabor Spiel. Anyways, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself so you round. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, David? Jimmy, let your backbones lie. <laughs> there we go. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday night. Backbone buckets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's funny what works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network.